Hello. It's Hotline League episode 86, everyone. I am so happy to be here with you on this evening. I've got some wine. We're going to pretend that we're all on a date together. All right. It's a double date. Mark and me and however how many hundreds, maybe thousands of people that are going to watch this. And Alienware and Movement, our new sponsor, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. Let me just sip some of this wine here. Oh, we're doing wine? I have some wine. I could have got wine. Yeah, go get the wine. You didn't tell me. Well, I don't know. Also, I just I, It was one of those days where I feel like I need wine at the end of it. How is it a double date? There's movement, alienware, you, me, and chat. Who's who's the straggler? Who's the extra tire in this double date? Who's uh, the spare? Wait, no, it's a double date. You don't have like a third. It's There's two. Right, but you said you, me, movement, alienware, and chat. Oh, That's maybe five. movement and... I don't, there's a, well, there's a lot of people. As long as we have a an odd number of people watching, then it can be a double date, right? Why don't you go get some wine? And I will Why don't stall. you go make some goddamn sense? Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Wait, Ashley could just sub in. Just have her be the, the co-host. I see her, her hair right there. She could just sit down. Ashley. Ashley! Come host the show. Okay, she's gone. Well, there goes the person date um all right how's it going everyone we're filling time this is a strange way to start the show uh but there are some things that we're going to talk about obviously this past weekend uh was playoffs we saw a pretty big upset with double or with the with tsm and clutch uh that was uh pretty exciting i mean last week i said that that was the more likely scenario mark said he wasn't sure i think he said he almost saw clg and optic as being more of an upset scenario but uh no surprise uh for me no a little bit of a surprise but still um, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, a lot of TSM calls coming in, I am sure. Mark has his wine. Looks like he's drinking white wine tonight. Um, so we'll find out from just a second, him in a second, what that white wine is. He's taking a sip. Maybe something he got whenever he went up to wine country. Uh, not too long ago. Hey! You, Hello, what's up? I tried to get Ashley, I was screaming to try to get Ashley to just step in as the co-host. I thought that would have been good while you were getting wine. No, she was creeping on something out the window oh okay damn uh what wine did you get so i have some moscato and some port but i want the moscato okay is this from when you went to no we're all out of paso robles wine okay. well i guess the port's paso robles wine I, I should say i watched i finally watched sideways the other uh on the way to china good or movie on the way huh? back maybe i forget uh which one it was but i think on the way there you had told me to watch it so i did what'd you think it was good. Sadly, they neutered it a lot because it was like, you know, the plane version. Oh, yeah. So I think so. There was a lot of swearing. Like, you could tell whenever they had edited or whatever. Uh, like, yeah, I know there's like, a, I don't want the fucking Merlot line or whatever, but that didn't show up in this. So, oops. Well, then you basically didn't watch the movie. So there's no dude's dick randomly, right? Uh, no, it was censored. Yeah. I mean, I. This is going to sound weird, but like a lot of like the, it's kind of Cohen-y a little bit, you know, where like yeah. there's just these really weird, uncomfortable, but also kind of funny scenes. And I feel like if you don't actually just get kind of like it forced onto you, it's not like as jarring. Yeah. So I don't know. It's well, definitely a really weird movie, but I, I really enjoyed it because it's kind of just this like weird adventure. Yeah. Well, either way, I enjoyed it. Let's get back. So I was just talking about playoffs this past weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember last week I was like, I think TSM more likely to lose to Clutch than Optic 
to beat CLG. You said you weren't sure, uh, but I feel like I came out on top there. Well, I said, I don't know. It depends if you count unpredictability as close because so the TSM one was more unpredictable. Yeah. So it, whatever. It was probably closer to anyways because Optic got poo-pooed on. Uh, so anyway, score one for Travis. Um, and then what else has happened? Is there anything? I mean, it seems like like playoffs from past weekend, playoffs to next weekend, that's kind of like our big discussion points for this. Week. Oh, the uh, all-team vote came out as well. Forgot about that. We are. Did we not talk about that last one? No, because they hadn't come out yet. It came out on Friday. Oh. We were making predictions, but now we know what they are. Fantastic. Yes. So that's actually pretty good. So people can talk about whether or not they think somebody deserved it or didn't deserve it or whatever. I mean, the fact that the first uh, all team was Team Liquid and Sven Garrett instead of Xmithy, I thought was pretty funny. I mean, I guess not really that surprising whenever you think about it. But I was surprised it wasn't Niski. Oh, really? You thought Niski over Jensen? Yeah. Well, how'd you vote? I voted Niski over Jensen, but I was not no, you're surprised. you're just saying that. You're just, you're no, no, just no, we can go that. back and look at the ballot. I'm going to pull the ballot also, up. I'm going to say this right now. I'm not supposed to talk about my votes, but I fucked up on the MVP vote. I already talked to Mark about it, but just so everybody uh, knows. We, we can talk about it. It's not like... I don't think you're supposed to say who you voted for. I know I, you're not. But I, I just want to throw it out there that I did my, my voting last week after Hotline League when I was still jet-lagged, and there was somebody I should have obviously put MVP, and I had already planned on putting him MVP, and in that moment, I failed. I think the rest of my like voting is okay, but... Not yeah. disclosing your voting is, is, like, of the things that you and I shouldn't do, but still do, pretty, yeah. like, pretty tame if I, was, if I just said I, who I voted I for. Forgot, I forgot to vote for a certain jungler in the first place. A certain C9 jungler for MVP slipped his mind. And now I'm just worried because I'm going to get hard flamed by the community, especially if he doesn't end up winning MVP. Well, so we'll talk about some of the voting. I yeah. I have a take. Yeah, you yeah, you do. We talked already. about that before. Okay. Yeah. Also, Yuli in the chat with Nick Allen in the chat. Lots of friends in the chat. Sherman in the chat. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, Look at this nepotism. What? And also, there's oh, some great subs coming. In. I need to shout them out. Neon Puddles with 11. Anyway, um, and Wild Gaming, or Wild LOL. All right. Let's go. So, I guess, we is there anything else, or should we just get into the calls? Oh, Honda we'll sponsored the LCS. I don't know if that's anything that anybody wants to talk about, uh, but I thought that was cool. Wait, this is... I, it, there we go. Um, you know what I'm sad about? Now everyone wants to talk about Bjergsen leaving TSM, but we talked about that like legitimately, I feel like, the last two shows. I don't want we to talk about it We talked about the last more. two shows, and we also talked about it like six months ago. And right, like, I used to be the biggest champion of he's going to leave TSM. Now I don't think he's going to leave TSM, so I don't know. Well, you flip-flop because it's now the popular sentiment and you're fucking contrarian? Yes, but also it, I think about the amount of people out there that would say I'm a contrarian, by the Hello? way. Hello? 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 A little bit of lag. Waiting for the lag spike. It's just like a storm that hits sometimes. Yeah, it's. I was like, now that I get them too, I'm like, uh-oh, is it me or you? So yeah, I have yeah. to check Twitch chat and see no, if I think we went, Maybe we switched to somehow you moving has now we're on the same line or something. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, uh, but we got the Honda thing. Oh, DeMonte, my DeMonte interview 
is near the top of the subreddit and in it he talks about how he feels like he said the quote was something like riot needs to think or right tsm needs to think about what they did or what they've done and he said that he thinks that what they did to acadian was really disrespectful so i'd love to have a call if somebody wants to call in about that um and now there's a thread up about how acadian probably isn't playing gauntlet uh i think that that's that's the interesting tsm well um, yeah I, f- I feel like once you pull him he's just dead for some reason behind the scenes that we don't know yeah yeah so anyway uh lots to talk about in the show anything i'm forgetting mark uh no i'm starting to pull people already nice do you want to explain how the show works no okay Pulling i'll explain people. mark normally does but normally so, i'm not uh, actually there's a lot of calls already so if this is your first time uh here the way the show works uh, you put your topic in the Pleb Topics channel on Discord. Uh, we usually want like a take, not like, hey, I was calling to just ask this question. It's normally like you want to you want to discuss something with us. You have a take like, I think that Acadian should uh, leave TSM because he's been disrespected and he should take Bjergsen with them and they're all going to leave or something along those lines. Um, you You call in. Uh, Mark, or you put your topic in, Mark pulls you into the waiting room. You wait there for us to grab you. Make sure that you don't have your your headset muted because then you can't hear Mark whenever he joins. Uh, If you are a sub, first off, thank you very much for being a sub. And also, I just want to say thank you, um, or and be sure to put your topic in the subtopics chat. Oh, this wine's already hitting me. Um, And uh, that gives you a little bit of a special uh, access. Did Did you post the Discord link? Uh, no, but it's discord.gg slash trap. Okay, well, you're, you already spam the non... Sorry, this line's hitting me already. Yeah. Great. Look, our our view... I remember I tweeted this weekend whenever TSM didn't make it, our Hotline League viewership was going to be great. It's already the highest it's been in probably a couple months. It's very funny. Everybody wants to talk about... That's more depressing than funny. You shouldn't have said it. Well... A lot of depressing stuff going on for me lately. Let's just get into the show. All right, let's get the first caller. Uh, while Mark is pulling the, the caller, let me take a look at the subs because uh, a lot of you have been subbing. Thank you so much, by the way, for those that have subbed. When I was in China, I lost a ton of subs um, and my Twitch. Speaking of depression, Travis, we got a depressing topic. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um,. We got A Rock here. A Rock, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about? Or where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Virginia. And what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I think just from watching the split, that NA as a region is worse now than it was before MSI. <sighs> Mark, couldn't we have waited <laughs> until I had a little bit more wine to talk about this? No, sir. All right. I- I'm willing to say Team Liquid may be the same as they were before MSI, but I don't know if they're better. Yeah, I think it's TSM or TL is always hard to judge because you never know how much is, is their actual level and how much is them being like, we're bored in North America. Um, yeah. So that uh, I'm definitely agree with. Is NA worse? So we agree, obviously, TSM, unless North America has become fucking incredible, TSM going from the second best team to the fifth place team and looking kind of like dog shit while doing it is probably their own doing, more so than the region stepping up, right? Is there any disagreement there, Travis? Uh, No, I, I definitely think that's a TSM thing. I, I, It's really, who knows what's going on. I mean, 
because you can make the argument there you're like tsm sucks now but you can say clutch looks really good uh which i guess we'll probably end up talking about more in the show but <laughs> i i agree with you mark right uh c9 do we feel like c9 looks worse Mm, they had a rough it's hard i really am curious how they look this weekend because i remember we talked about this last week where our general the general question was okay they looked okay but they also had a couple of off weeks right before so like are they actually in a better place yeah i didn't really feel like they had that many bad games i think they lost like one to echo fox or something yeah but they lost the clg match right I mean, not. I know they didn't lose the the final one that they played, but didn't they lose one like before, like in week eight or? Maybe, but that's fine. Seal is the third place team. You can drop a best of one to another good team. Not mean you're you're terrible. Sure. For me, I feel like C nine largely feels the same as spring. Um, I think Niski looks a little bit better individually, but C9 lost to FlyQuest. FlyQuest, that's right. Whatever. Sorry, continue. You think they're about the same? I think they're about the same. I think Licorice, whether it's his injury or the time off or whatever, he hasn't looked quite as good as he did. Um, but other than that, I think um, I think C9 still looks pretty good. So it's only the third place team that's probably worse than what TSM was in spring. Uh, but like you're saying, Clutch stepped up. So is it the point the top three are worse or the region as a whole is completely worse? A-Rock, do you think C9's worse? Um... If they are worse, it's not by a lot. But I would agree Niski is a lot better than he was in spring. Okay. So you're, it sounds like you mostly think C9's maybe about the same. So you really only think the region looks worse based off of the third place. Because you said TSM, or sorry, you said Team Liquid's in a good place. Uh, Yeah, I think they're basically where they were pre-MSI. And so it sounds like you're really only well, worried about our third place team. Uh, Yeah, and going into next year, if the region is going to improve at all. But maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about next year right now. It's mostly about Worlds, right? So I think usually our third place team... Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Our third place team is generally the one that gets to come... Or third place to Worlds is usually the Gauntlet team, right? And that's Cloud9, and they usually do very well. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like if we strong send two strong teams, that's generally what a lot of the regions do, right? They send two strong teams. I feel like if we do that, we're okay. Yeah, but the point isn't that we'll be okay. It's that we're worse than spring, which I pretty much agree with. I, uh, I, I think you know CLG doesn't look as good as I thought TSM did last split when they had two strong soul laners, an aggressive jungler, and a relatively competent bot lane. Like I like that team. CLG well, do doesn't they look really better ha than Cloud Nine looked last split. No, but they look better than CLG. No, no, I'm C saying does CLG look better than Cloud9? Because remember, TSM made finals. So if we are... So last split... Yeah, I know. But the point is, if TL is roughly the same and C9 is roughly the same, the only team you need to look at is the oh, new yeah, one okay, compared okay, to the old enough, one. Fair yeah. Enough, fair enough. Fair yeah. So I think CLG looks worse than, than TSM. I, I, I think like they don't really have significant weaknesses, but I also don't think they have enough strengths to punch through a, a top international competition. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're good enough to beat a lot of North America and push a lot of teams, and, and they're obviously very good, but the, I, I would be worried about their performance on international stage. I think C9 looks better than they did last split. I think that they probably took that TSM spot in terms of strength, and I think 
TSM dropped down, and I think CLG might have... That's why I was saying the how does CLG look for C9 last split, because I feel like CLG might be in that C9 spot. I just don't know if, if CLG are as good. Like, that last week was pretty rough. Um, but then this week they look good, so I don't know. But Optic also didn't look good, so... I, I, yeah, this I mean, is I, a I, real I, test for CLG this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think... Rune looked better than uh, he had in a little bit, which is nice. I gotta turn my TV off. It's gonna waste power. I don't know. I don't know this is a, gonna be a weird show tonight. A Rock. Uh, so you think we look worse? But it doesn't sound that bad, right? We don't look abysmal. We just seem like we're a little less strong than we were before or in spring. Yeah. Okay. That's basically like my whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just. I'm- I could deal with that. I mean, I was just worried. Mark said this was a depressing topic. The way you threw it at me, I was worried. But I feel like we're in an, we're still in an, an okay space. Yeah. For NA, we're in an okay space. Okay. For NA. I don't know if I like that qualifier. Um, okay. Uh, A-Rock, do you have any other final thoughts? Uh, no. Shout out to Alienware. Thanks for all the sweet content content you guys provide. And shout out to Offline TV. They're, uh, they make good content, too. Nice. Awesome. Thank Sweet. you so much, A-Rock. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Well, that was a, a sweet and simple one. Decided to, uh, to move on here into the next caller. Uh, we have a couple of subs. Thank you to Salinid, Dorking for 18 months, year and a half, Stahil, Laziness, IC Decay, Ollie One for a whole year, Roberto, 10 months, uh, Sable Flag at 19, Whoopley at three months, I am Nucleus 17, Real Foxy one 21 months. Holy moly, easy stay safe at three. And looks like we've got our next caller here, Raz Grizz. Welcome to the show, Raz Grizz. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Sterling, Virginia. Another Virgin back to back Virginia caller. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I don't think Ruin should have got third uh, all pro team. Oh, okay. I definitely think he's like a fifth or sixth best top laner in the league. Fifth or sixth. Okay, so just for context for everybody, we got Impact in one, Licorice in two, and then Ruin in three. Uh, who would you put before him? Uh, Impact and probably Hooney. I'm not we sure. We already have Impact I'm not sure. He, okay, so he's at least fourth, and if I thought about it, probably fifth or sixth. Okay, so we've got Impact and Licorice. You've now added Hooney. So uh, I need, if you want to say fifth or sixth, do you have two others? Hotzer. Hotzer. And... Hmm. Wow, you get on the show and your mind goes blank. No, no, no um, it's okay. We'll leave it at that because that gets you to fifth, which was, yeah. was what you were you were saying. So, uh, Mark, thoughts on that? Uh, well, based off my voting, where I put Hooney third, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree. Okay. I um think for the most part, yeah, Rune's still a good player. Don't get me wrong. I think he does have some strengths. Like, I don't think he's a complete dud. He has a wide champion pool. He has cool counter picks and stuff. Um, and he has the highest solo kills in landing phase of the league, but he also has the highest deaths at 15. He has the highest deaths overall in the league. Um, and his actual, like, laning numbers are not particularly impressive. I think despite a lot of those deaths, I personally don't feel like I remember them like costing CLG the game, whereas that might be true for... So- like, not all deaths are the same. Like, 
you trying to fight a 1v1 and dying randomly is like not as bad as like you getting picked off horribly and losing Baron because of it. Um, so like I definitely don't think like the most deaths in the league thing is as damning as it as it sometimes is where I feel like wow that guy's deaths really crushed his team's chances. Sven. Yeah, like well, so Sven has has some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a good example of like okay that was like two deaths in the game but one was right in front of Baron for no reason right. Um, but at the same time, I have a hard time. I can't remember a lot of CLG's big problems coming from him when they lose. It usually feels like big draft dumb mistakes. But I also feel like a lot of the team's success doesn't come from him either. It's usually Biofrost or Wiggly making really nice plays, POE and 6A being good carries. He follows up well with the team. He's clearly a team-first kind of player. But like, I don't see enough individually that makes me think he's doing better than a guy like Huni, who has fantastic laning numbers, uh, is always a primary carry for his team. Yes, he has high jungle proximity, but he converts that into actually a lot of kills in the early game. Um, and they, he actually snowballs his team into the game. Uh, and that's why I put Huni third. So I don't think Rune should have been third. I understand why some people voted for him. He has a very strong narrative behind him where it's like, they added one guy and they went from seventh to third, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think I understand where people come from as well as the fact that like when you watch him, he's not clearly bad. So I think it's hard to get rid of that narrative the way it would be if like those deaths that he has so many of were super noticeable in the game. Um, but overall, I agree, Rune should not have gotten third. I don't think individually he has stood out, which is what this award should be. It should be your individual performance, not your individual skill. Um, and his performance has been pretty average Yeah, for me. I also did not pit uh, Rune in my top three. And I I was going to say this, and then Mark kind of stole my, my point, which is Oop. it does feel as though a lot of, like, there's been a lot of talk around him, a lot of narrative. People are talking about Ruin and sort of the change around CLG. It's got to, I imagine that's a big reason why he ended up in this situation. Uh, by no means is he bad, um, but I do agree with your, your take. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on any, that at all, Razgriz, or if we oh, covered it for yeah. you. I, I mean, you guys know the league better than I do. So, you know, sometimes I can present a topic and you guys just go wild with it. That's probably the best way to do things. But I think a lot of it just stems from the fact that he goes for a lot of coin flip plays, which probably worked in the uh, minor region where he's from. Isn't he from like some Easter, uh, some European he's, he's Korean, but he was playing oh, okay. in the TCL. He, he was playing in the TCL. Yeah. So he probably could just go for these coin flip plays and just dumpster kids before. And now he's trying to do that to NA. And well, we are bad, but we're not that bad. Uh, the problem is he played against Dokla this weekend and crushed him. So a lot of people probably are more on the rune for third uh, hype train now. Yeah. I don't think Dokla should be third anyways. I feel like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I also read somewhere on Twitter, I think it could have been you that tweeted it, that said that the only people that voted for Ruin were not players. They were coaches and um, other people, just not players though. Not quite. So what happened was there was in the thread where this was announced, the all pro voting, someone said, what, room for third, kind of like you're saying, and Weldon had replied, uh, you don't have to play against him. You should look at player voting where they voted for him. Right. And then so he's basically saying players know best. But then I pointed out that none of the top laners, there's three of them who could vote, voted for him. So he missed zero for three from his peers and the other coaches and players players did vote for him okay um, but none of them are in his lane um and so my point was just 
if you're saying players know best, then the players in the lane obviously know best, and they didn't vote for him. So Weldon's point was self-defeating. It wasn't really like a shot at Rune as much as it was that line of logic, as well as the fact that I don't think players know best. Players have no fucking clue what's what's going on uh, in the league in terms of like their performances on the day. And, and someone in a Twitter reply had a really good reply where he's like, do these guys scrim? You know, six games, four days a week. Yeah, who was that? And you really, yeah, it was it was Stillwell. He he, yeah, he watched yeah. our stuff and, and stuff. Um, but his point was, players scrim ten hours a day, four days a week. Do you really think they're basing their opinions on players of the two games that they probably didn't watch in the LCS every week? They're basing their opinions on players off scrims, which is not really the point of the All Pro team. It's not like they're wrong for using what is their most abundant data source you know it's not wrong but i also don't think it's inherently like listen to players they know rune died the most in the league because i bet most of them don't know that yes yes i agree so yeah okay sounds like we're all in agreement we're not top three or rune thank you though razgris for the call alienware still hasn't showed up a geek squad just letting you know hey okay thank you <laughs> thank you have a good one see ya do you want, since we're on the topic, go into this decline to vote bullshit? Yeah. I mean, did you pull a call for it, or is this your rant? No, I just, I just think we should just do it, because I don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll get one for it. Okay, you, you do the notice. rant, and then afterwards I'll do the Alienware plug, and then we'll get into the next call. Okay, can you pull up the ballot so people can see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The problem is the ballot is not going to be really visible on stream, but... I will do Full my best. Full screen it and punch in and zoom around and work with me, all right? I am. I will see you're what my control. Of. You're my control room. I am the analyst desk. You'll okay. see what this uh, feels like to work with me. Uh, uh, you I'm just not, want I'm me to going. find the decline to vote, right? Yeah, you should punch in a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Xplit doesn't do a great job of. Yeah, there's a lot of white space on here. Yeah, it doesn't. Um... Okay, hang on. I'm going to restart. Anyway, just start talking, and we'll see if I can. What what it. is going on? Just scroll. No, you're, you're it doesn't fine. let you scroll. It like only lets you move around the screen. Wow, that's troll as shit. Okay, yeah. anyway, so if people remember back in the day, there were a lot of troll votes where people would put like Fabby down, and it was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's clearly trolling, right? Well, now players have become a little wiser to the backlash, and when they don't want to vote for someone that would hurt their teammates' chances of securing a, a, a spot, they decline to vote. You can just not fill it in, and it's not a big deal. So let's take a look at, say, yeah, what about Biofrost's vote? He has one decline to vote in there. Really weird. Um, so they, you know, he puts in Impact in top lane. He puts Licorice in second place in top lane. Okay, and then his third place, decline to vote. Huh. I wonder who he would put there if he could have put a player down. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Hanser doesn't put any mid laners down. Huh. I wonder who he wanted to, to why he didn't want to give votes to other people. Who was he trying to help out with his voting? Huh. Super weird. Hmm. Uh, Think card not doing his top or jungler. That's the only ones he doesn't do. Uh, DeMonte also didn't do his top laner, I believe. Uh, Why was Demonte there no has... surveillance during the night of the suicide? You know, it's like, what is going on here? You know, a lot of actually, Demonte's fine. Was I was I was I on drugs? I thought Demonte troll voted. Well, I talked to Demonte anyways, and he said he didn't vote because he wasn't sure. He actually did vote. I lied. That was just a, I missed miscounted. Anyways, the point is. 
people should not be allowed to decline to vote, especially when it seems like there's a very obvious candidate like on their team for why they're doing it. You know, like the clutch guys probably want to put Hooney and Lyra. I assume Biofrost wants to put. Because um, you're, uh, you're implying they don't want to give extra points to a competitor. Exactly. To the person on their team. So they decline to vote to deny those people. But the only thing is if you prevent them from being able to decline to vote, then that means that they will just vote for somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't stop that. You can't like force them to vote for you, the. You can't force them to vote in a fair way, but decline to vote is like a super extra cop out. At least like if I see them put down some troll ass shit, you can at least be like, okay, well now they're colluding, but decline to vote looks, it just looks so much more innocuous, even though it's as troll as putting Fabby down. Uh, Bob the Valiant in chat wants to know if you know how this works in the, uh, phys- like tr- for traditional sports and the that type of voting. I don't know. I assume you have to fill it in, but I, I, I honestly don't know. My PS implies thinks that players shouldn't be allowed to vote. I don't know. I like the whole like one third, one third, one third thing that yeah. a lot of um, traditional sports do, where they do one third media, one third players, one third coaches. I think it is. You know, for this, they kind of have. I worry a little bit about the one third media in this. It's not actually. It's not one third media, but it is a. There are, are a lot of media outlets for this, and I sometimes wonder if it's too many, but. I don't know if we have enough talented media outlets for it to cover all this, but yeah, I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's just some fun rewards, but you know, dash gets pretty, pretty empowered, like, you know, serious about it where he's talking about like, this is like the history of your league that you're writing, you know, where yeah. like when someone retires, you'll say six first teams, sec two second teams, five third team, all pro Right. placings and stuff and then when they get their place in the hall of fame that's what their fucking bullet points going to be and if you don't take this part seriously like in the moment when you reach that part you're going to be like oh what the hell kind of thing and and i, I definitely agree with that where it, it feels really it's like oh decline to vote who really cares but then like in the context of history like what if Huni? Could have got another third. Like, should have. I don't know if, if the. I don't remember how close the voting was. I don't think it was that close. I think he was like 20 points behind. So none of this would have changed. Um, but like, wh- whatever between Crown and Bjergsen, maybe, right? Like, did did Hanser trolling the vote? Because Crown was one point behind mid lane. He's one point behind. So if, if Hanser actually voted, he could have, depending on how he voted, flipped the script. And that part's the kind of fucked up part. Yeah. Well, we should also mention the conversation we had with DeMonte this past weekend. Because uh, DeMonte declined to vote as well, right? No, 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 no. He didn't. I said I got that wrong. Oh, okay. I uh, I misread the, the sheet. Okay. It was the man above him, his coach. Mark, so you, so, <laughs> that means <laughs> yeah. this weekend, Mark this confronted a funny story. Mark outside of LCS. Mark <laughs> confronts DeMonte. And it's like, you declined to vote. You Demonte's like, I did? I don't remember that at all. Well, I definitely didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to game the system. Mark's like, well, you should definitely always vote. Blah, blah, blah. And now we're looking at the sheet, and it looks like Demonte You're making voted. it sound like that was way more serious than it was. We were both laughing the whole time, and he flamed me for putting him ninth on my list. Yeah. I didn't. He was eighth. Uh, we're both wrong. All right? It's a vicious cycle. I don't, I don't know. Demonte's okay. wrong about my placing of him. I, I was know. wrong about him declining to vote. I don't know if okay? these two things are the same. No one's perfect. Okay? 
Uh, that's great. All right. Uh, while Mark gets into the next call, I want to give a shout out to sponsor Alienware. There's an Alienware PC behind me right now. What? There we go. Uh, thank you so much to Alienware. Um, they, along with Intel, this past uh, couple of weeks, Broad and I were in China. We made some cool content. We're already working on that right now. We're going to cut together a documentary about it. And also, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I think I can. Intel Gamer Days are coming up. There's going to be a cool sale going on soon um, where you can get a ton of... It's a really big deal every year. I've, I found about this recently. You can get some cool stuff on sale. So just keep an eye out for that. I believe it's in... I want to say it's in September, but hopefully just, just know that it's on the horizon. Intel Gamer Days is coming up soon. Um, Alienware participates in that. And again, that's an Intel thing. Um, but they've been doing some really cool stuff. They've sponsored us this whole year and also some last year. We're coming up in a couple months. We'll have our one-year anniversary with them. And I can just tell you that um, my life has changed ever since they came into it uh, in, in such positive ways. And just even uh, from a career perspective, they gave me a ton of stability. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it in chat, alienware.com slash Travis. You can use uh, Travis 10 off to save some money on uh, some of their systems and peripherals. You can go check out their stuff. They've got some cool monitors as well. That link is also in the YouTube description. Uh, but please, please check them out because uh, I literally, I, do, I cannot explain to you how I would not be here doing the show, could not do the stuff if it wasn't for support uh, from them. So thank you so much to Alienware. If you, if you do appreciate my content, thank you um, for checking out their stuff. I really appreciate it. Mark, are you off to get the next person? Uh, yeah, I was just waiting for you to finish your read before pulling him. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no worries. But again, thank you to Alienware for their support. By the way, um, if you guys ever go tweet at them and let them know that you appreciate their support of me, that's always nice. Just just the fact that they know you tweet at them, you, you comment on Instagram, whatever it is. If they know that you're watching the stuff and you appreciate their support, that, that helps me for sure. Uh, looks like we got our next caller, which is OPTSM fan. OPTSM fan, where are you calling from? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Welcome back to the show. Frequent caller. Frequent caller. Yep, yep. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, basically, my whole point is that if TSM misses as a longtime TSM fan, I want to see a major overhaul. That includes player, staff, and maybe even Reggie letting someone else take the reins of the org. So you uh, a major overhaul, player, staff, and even Reggie letting someone take the reins of the org okay go ahead and uh elaborate on this because i'm interested so when if i'll start at the top and work my way down with reggie when every time it's like oh well reggie's come in and you know usually when reggie comes in everything gets fixed or whatever he brings it back down to the basics it's like you don't see steve doing this you never see jack doing this and there's no reports of that. Now, maybe they, they say something to the coaches in private, but they're never, like, hands-on with the team. So no other CEO I mean, I would, If of, Jack comes in and is like, I'm going to coach this team, I think that's a bad time for C9. I mean, so, so that's not, that's kind of my point. It's like you don't see any other CEOs doing this. Sure. Uh, uh, then to go to the staff, like, we've had Parth for a really long time, and I'm not saying that these people, like, like I know better than these people, but, like, there there's been so much consistency with the staff that they've kept for some time that if they're getting the same results from it something needs to change right uh and they, they always talk about worlds as their goal and if they've missed worlds two years in a row then something definitely needs to change uh from a staff 
perspective. I'm not saying let's call for Zick's head because he's only been there for, you know, a very short time or something like that. I'm just saying that something really needs to change. And that goes down to the players as well. I don't think any contract should be safe. I know Bjergsen's is up at the end of this year. I know they just signed Broken Blade. Uh, you know, people talk about, oh, well, Sven wants to go back to EU. Uh, Smoothie, some people say, is washed up. And then the jungle position is up in the air. And I uh, I do agree with DeMonte about what they did to Acadian. But I think that was uh, the beginning of spring split when they didn't just outright give him the position and try to make Greg work for it. So, All right. Because I think when, when, you, when you make it finals with Acadian this whole time and then you reopened the, okay, well, we're going to try it out again. It's like, oh, wait, I thought I proved myself. Oh, boy, okay. So this is this is fun. So one, I wish, uh, this is like the call that Parth parsed out on where he said you should write an essay or whatever. Because um, I remember that was a conversation as well where people were blaming, blaming the stuff. It's interesting to me that the only person you are giving immunity to is Zix. You're like, I know they just signed Broken Blade, but, you know, they, they should, even the players should be up. Uh, but Zix, you know, he's only been there for a year. I'm surprised that the coach of this team is not want somebody that you want to hold accountable. Uh, it's, okay, so not holding accountable is not something that I think is the way that I'm trying to take it, because obviously there are things that he's in charge of. But I think he's coming to an organization that has a way they like to go about doing things and the problems that TSM has had have been with this jungle position before he was there as well, whether it was with Song or whether it was when Parth was the coach, they've always had a problem that has been apparent to, I mean, many other people on the outside. And I think Loco was talking about this day. He's like, it's really easy to identify your problem, but it's not so easy to fix it. And it's like, okay, well, let's try to get people in there who can fix it instead of keeping the same people around who have been a part of the problem and recognize it, but haven't done anything to change it. Zix hasn't been there for this entire time. So I'm not giving him immunity. I'm just saying, I don't feel on the outside looking in, because you can't tell everything from TSM legends that he is part of the problem. So to say, since it's been present before he got there. You ready? Am I am I going, Travis? Are you going? You you can go. I mentioned the thing about Zix, but I I want to see what your take is. My take is that like a lot of the times, people drastically oversimplify what's wrong, and I think it's weird to be like TSM's always had a jungler problem when it's like so different this time around than other times. Like with Sven, for example, it's like on the world stage, he died a billion times and the whole team played passive, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not, not the problem they had here. It's a totally different problem. Yes. It's, it's with the jungle, but it, I just, I'm always surprised. Like it always feels like a, a different, like it feels different. Like this is not them on the world stage failing to compete against other top teams. This is them like, kabooming behind the scenes and us not having clarity on what happened and then just like throwing in a sub jungler with no backup like yeah. that's not like oh man things might not work out with Acadian let's keep looking around even though we named the, the starter that's sometimes like something... he's got Voldemort on the back of his head sometimes it's you know he's he's dead and it was an imposter the whole time right this is like Acadian's off the org next year and it's already decided now there's just no reason to, to remove him yet like that's what we've reached and to me that's like 
so different than the other problems they had, you know? So like, I have a hard time when I don't know exactly what's going on to say like TSM always does this stuff, especially also on the Reggie point where it's like, Oh man, no one else has Reggie to step in. Fair enough. You know, most other, most other G, uh, owners or GMs are not pro players. So like it's, it is a bit of a unique case, but in the past it's actually worked pretty well. Not, not all the time. Sometimes it doesn't work, but like, he's probably stepped in four or five times now and like two or three of the times it actually helped jumpstart the team. Um, so, so like, so to that point, one, your point is valid that it's always been a different issue. It has always been with the jungle, but yes, it's been a different issue or, you know, whatever. So I, I will, well, what give about the times that? it wasn't with the jungle and it was with the support? Oh, when it's like yellow star or we, and then we need to find biofrost and stuff like that. That's, that's yeah, fine. And, and Mythy when, when it's yeah, yellow star Mythy, like, that wasn't a, that wasn't a jungle problem. They just had no. to get rid of Yellow Star. They no. brought in Biofrost, and then they went on a disgusting run for a little bit. And Sven was awesome. He was the best jungler in the league for a year before, you know, a different problem happened than the Yellow Star one. So like, so yeah. You know. So when when that happens, and I'll say this not to bring it to the point of like double lift and Biofrost leaving, right? Because that was a managerial decision, and everything. But like at that time, it seemed like that was the team to beat, that they had fixed all their problems that people had always claimed that they had always had, whether it was a support problem then, looking for like Kasing, Yellowstar, blah, 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 or that now they had either worked with uh, Sven on his too, being too aggressive while everyone else is passive. Um, but with the whole Reggie point about him coming in and it worked, that's great, but I feel like that was more of a stopgap to like try to get instant results as opposed to seeing the core problem that was probably plaguing the team and the chat. And then he tries to do it in the offseason, and then it doesn't happen, and then he'd come back and say, hey, you know, it's not working. I got to step in again. Like If you're having to step in multiple times after the decisions you've made, I don't think that necessarily shows like either good faith in the staff that you have or that you're kind of owning up to that, okay, I didn't hire the right people to come in, so I'm having to come in now. Fair. So, right, but it's it's different every time is my point. It's it's not like, yeah, TSM is, does have problems. They're not like the perfect team, but like this is a, like starting to become a new low after last year. And like a lot of people said, there's also the whole Mike Young situation. It wasn't just Mithy, so I don't want to just throw shade at Mithy for no reason. I'm just saying that they, they've had problems with support players and have had to remove support players. I don't think I want to say it was all on Mythy or anything like that, but that's fair. Uh, I, that was just clarifying something. I don't think I made a good point about, but I still would say like, while the problems with TSM exist, I don't like when we retcon history to be like, it's, it's, this is just like all those other times where it's like, I don't think it's just like all those other times. This is one of the few times that I think they, they basically did what, you know, what's closer than anything in TSM's history the hundred thieves situation where they're like, yep, Cody fucked up. He's not seeing the light of day again, bury him in the roster and we'll bring in some unproven guy to go take his spot. Even though we know this will not work out. Right. Like that's what this feels like to me. So, which is, which is not like anything that TSM has ever done before. Because we're looking at this in the context of TSM's history over all these years, I have an, mm -hmm. I have an opposite uh, perspective. I think we're coming at this from like the TSM perspective. What about if TSM stayed the same from a like infrastructure standpoint, but now the competition is much more fierce and they are no longer able to be at the top or maybe even the top three because of it. Good example. Team Liquid was the team that always got fourth. Then Steve raised a ton of money, got 
Peter, which, you know, again, you know, props to Reggie for giving him up, built this all-star team, right? Like that is, nobody was spending that level of money um, and being able to build like these types of super teams uh, before last year. And 100 Thieves, who also went to Worlds last year, did something similar, right? Obviously that fluked out this year, but two of the teams last year were spending significantly more than TSM and were able to make it to Worlds. And then I think Cloud9, I think you can argue and I'm Mark, maybe, you know, shut me down if I'm an idiot about this, but that cloud nine over time has figured out how to build a really successful roster from a bunch of rookies. And that's like a, their specific skill set, right? If like Steve's skill set is writing checks, cloud nine skill set is with Reaper or whoever, like building up like these amazing rosters with native talent and, and all that stuff. And, and TSM has never been able to figure out either of these like advantages and they've lost the advantage they previously had, which was like their ability to, to leverage their brand to get like the best talent in North America. So I actually don't even necessarily would, I wouldn't even argue that like TSM has all these problems that have just been like, I would just say like, it's actually the rest of the league that has gotten better. I want to chime in and say, I just, I disagree with that entirely. Cause one, I mean, to the C9 point. Yeah, I agree. Mark's talked about it to where like C9, the way they do it is like they play to the rookie strengths and then like they lift him up and they make the team work around it as where like other teams like TSM will say, oh, we're going to bring in this rookie and you have to play our style, blah, blah, blah. And this is the way we're going to do it. But like Reggie let go of double lift and Biofrost. And to be fair, I was one of the people who was okay with it. Cause I was like, okay, I understand what they're trying to do. They're going to bring in Sven and Mithy and it's going to work. But when you're the one that made the fault to make the rest of the league better to where Steve can write those checks, that's a part, that's, that's a fault on you. It's not that he just spent money and got the, you know, got more people because he could spend more, more money. He got the right people and that's on Reggie and TSM. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's their fault. Right there. He would have never been able to write that check for Peter if he would have just kept Peter. Right. And and I guess this this is is I kind of agree with, with both of what you're saying. Like I do think the rest of the it's league probably somewhere in the middle, right? Right. Like I'm sure management across the league has gotten better. But like to OPTSM fans' point, that's another different problem that TSM has had than we've seen before. Right? Like this that was the first time that they jettisoned a ton of good talent still because they you know the grass is greener whatever you want to say like i was also someone who was okay with it i liked the idea in hindsight it clearly hasn't worked and in hindsight mm -hmm. we can say that was a mistake um and in hindsight that's a different mistake than we had seen before you know like we haven't even touched on bjergsen yet a lot of people always say bjergsen in four wards and he makes his junglers passive yada 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 um even separating that potential issue, whether or not that's true, he also just didn't have a good split. And, like, no one's, no one's talking about that. Like, people will talk about Bjergsen only in the context that he, like, ruins his junglers. Fuck that. I don't care about what he potentially did to his jungler. What about him, his, his, his split? It, it was average. I didn't yeah. even put... Vote, this is the first time I didn't put him on my top three, ever, I think. He was, yeah, I also... I he, find he it interesting... He had one solo yeah. kill in lane, and he didn't have significant CSD or anything like that. He's always been a lane-dominant player who crushes his opponents, and then they spill that over to other lanes. That's pretty much what their MO has been with Bjergsen, and that's not what happened at all this split. He was not that good in lane. Yeah, and then and also no we look at it. We look like that beep, uh, Broken Blade and Bjergsen be like these mechanical gods who play like these high like playmaking skill champs, and then you see people like G2 or other 
teams in the LPL doing these like assassin champs. And even in the clutch series, they had Kiana priority, but for some reason, Bjergsen and TSN had no Kiana priority. It's one of the great champs that you can make a lot of outplays on, and you're not using your best, you know, players with Bjergsen or even Broken Blade in the top lane, who's supposed to be like very mechanically skilled but raw in the top lane. So it's just not not playing to their strengths. Bjergsen did have a really really down year. I don't know how it ranks in the history, but it's probably one of the worst of his career. So okay, well, yeah. so we've we've uh, talked about this a lot, but let's just get to the final core part of which is like. What should happen next year? So Mark, sure. OPTSM fan is saying if they don't make it to Worlds, like fucking think about blowing up everything or at least, you know, everything is on the table other than Zix for whatever reason. Um, so what, why, what is your take on that? I mean, I'm down for the, the burn it all method. Sure. Um, I don't know what Zix's role was and, and what happened with, I, I still don't even know what really happened with Acadian. So it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to speculate, but I don't think anyone should get a free pass. You know? Yeah, and I'm not giving Ziggs a free pass, by the way, Travis, just to say, I just, it was... A... No, I'm teasing. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, no, like, no, you know, I'm... Just, just, just look at everyone, and, uh, you know, I think Broken Blade had an up-and-down year. I think Bjergsen had an up-and-down year. I think he was really fucking good in spring. Um, I don't think his whole year was bad or anything like that. Um, I think they should... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I It's one of those things where it's like, on paper, how many upgrades can you really find easily? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any easy solutions. Do you think, where it's do you like... think Reggie should be considering whether or not, like, we're saying every LPTSM fan said everyone. Does that include Soren? Sure, why not? I mean, I don't know who you're going to find that's better, which is always why this becomes such a hard, hard thing to talk about. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes changes of scenery are good. I mean, the, the interesting thing about this, because I was just thinking about it um, as you were talking about, like, who on that roster you would consider safe. People, like, Broken Blade had a pretty strong spring, but it doesn't feel like people feel really strongly about him for summer. Nope. Obviously, their jungler situation was a shit show. Bjergsen played, according to you, average. Uh, Sven is probably going back to Europe, is, like, what everyone seems to assume. And Smoothie also didn't really feel like a powerhouse this split. So it actually, like, it's funny because everybody thinks about it in terms of, like, well, it's TSM. It's TSM, right? Like, this has got to be TSM. But then you look at their roster, and it's like, what if what if this roster was, like, a clutch roster or a optic roster? Um, would people be feeling as strongly about their chances if it, like, how much of the TSM brand is what's carrying this? Well, I think it's also sometimes the other way around, like second in spring, fifth in summer with a chance to fight in Gauntlet to make Worlds. And they still honestly have a, a reasonable shot. Second in spring right? is a really good argument. That's true. Right. So like if let's say you remove the TSM name and this is a clutch gaming, you're like, hey, not fucking bad, dude. Yeah, they good got job. second. They barely got second. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they almost won in spring. They were one game away. This went yeah, to yeah. full five games. You know, like, if you remove the TSM name, it also is you don't have such high expectations of them, and you're just like, not a bad little year, guys. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, a team with Bjergsen shouldn't have those expectations, in my mind, but, like, that's also in my mind. You know, like, yeah, everyone but T... Like, this would be... Like, if this was CLG's entire year, I think we'd honestly be like, hey, good bounce back year, CLG. Way to go, Weldon and the guys and everything. Yeah, after missing playoffs all last year, 
before we leave, I, the only thing I'll say is that if they do like revamp the whole entire roster two or three years from now, I'm not going to come back and be like, oh, well, they shouldn't have done that because now 100 Thieves has Burek Center, whatever. And then it's the same thing with the double. If it's like, I feel like this would be the time where you have to do it because something, in my opinion, just needs to change. I just, I am very, so, you know, we don't know. They might still go to Worlds, but I do wonder if the yeah. glory days of TSM are over, which would be crazy to think about, right? If their dynasty is just completely dead, what if they don't, what great, if they don't go to worlds for another like two years or three years, you know, that's I mean, a great the, title for your YouTube. The dynasty is dead. You don't have to wonder about that. They missed two finals in a row and missed worlds last year. The, yeah, the dynasty say, died in 2018. Sure, sure. Sure. I just mean like, what, like if they went from the guaranteed world, like if they go to worlds this year and next year and the year after, you can say that last year was a fluke, right? But if they don't make Worlds again for several years, what does that mean? You know, I mean, this is the team, by the way, that like, I at one point in time, the majority of League fans were fans of. It would just be fascinating, right, to see that change, you know, and, and who fills that spot and I don't know. Play Nelly Furtado, all good things end. <laughs> Well, I can't because I'll get or Kansas dust in the wind content or... ID on YouTube. Uh, OPTSM fan, do you have any final thoughts as we say goodbye? Uh, no, thank y'all very much. Uh, shout out to Alien for keeping this going on uh, offline TV. Mark, Travis, y'all are great. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right, moving on to the next caller. Uh, let's see, we got. <clears throat> Where were we? Real Foxy one for 21 months. Easy, stay safe. Neon Puddles for 11 months. Diane Ilrea for seven. Thank you. Uh, Wild LOL nine months in a row. Ooh, we're breaking out the wine tonight. Pinky's up, boys. Uh, B Ball, great. Raph, Nihilist Gamer, Hollow Moon one, Snarf 051, Jack Shaftwell, Lieutenant Shiny Sides, and Big Deuce 22. Sally Czar uh, for five months. Voyu 120. Uh, the Barkim. Or a Teo Rachel. Oh, Rachel's here. 16 months in a row. Holy moly. And uh, NA Alistar for one whole year, 12 months. SOTL face, SOTL face. D Strike, Muzak for 12. And Legion ADC for 12. A bunch of people hit one year. And normally I stop by this point in time, but Mark is still not back. So humor me here. Merchant of Soul for 5. X Solvark for 8. A Teo Brienne for 16 months. They've, they're tied up. And we got Tom Shu here. Tom Shu returning the show. Frequent caller. Where are you calling from, Tom? Uh, hey guys, what's going on? Uh, Con from uh, Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Whereabouts uh, in Washington D.C.? Washington D.C. Okay, well, you know, I don't know if there were like, are there it's quarters? The, are there like, how do they divide up that district? Uh, that's actually a good question. Actually, I'm only here temporarily. I'm oh, probably okay. going back home like next week. So okay. fair enough. I need an yeah, address and a zip code. No. Um, no. <laughs> why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell me what you want to talk about tonight? All right. Uh, I just uh, my topic was uh, now that uh, Demonte is finally uh, knocked off Bjergsen, presumably one of our best EU mid laners. I think this has finally put to rest probably the biggest the biggest doubt on NA is that NA just is incapable of developing talent. See, now that Demonte is actually good, it's like can we put this to can we put this argument to rest? And so can all like the EU fans like press Alt F4 on their keyboards? And just like make it so like we don't have to talk about this anymore, because now I think we've established that with the right even even though our server is small, I think we've established that we have the ability to train and develop players with the right amount of you know 
practice and scrim time that we can get someone that's good to come up and okay. you know, compete with the best of them. Where is where is Demonte in the the all teams? In the all teams? Yeah. Uh, are you talking regular season or including this? Including no, I just mean I just mean the all like teams we just, only include regular season. Yeah, so the all, yeah, team, all teams season. just hit, and he's not in the top three. I mean that's fair. I mean he didn't he did he I mean he did have his struggles during the split, but like I said, it takes some time. It takes time for you know players to pick up. And also, Poe Belter won back to back splits last year as an NA mid laner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Poe Belter is like washed up, so we don't talk about that. I'm just, right, I'm just saying, like it's hard for me right now to hear you say like Demonte did it. He did it. He fucking broke the glass ceiling for NA mid laners, and then like there, like one, he's not in the top three for this split. Two, Poe Belter has like a far stronger legacy. Obviously, this year was not great for him, but like. It's hard for right. me to to like I'm not saying anything against Devante. It's just like all the arguments that you're making do not necessarily seem to be hitting me because I just feel like there are pretty good examples of peeps, an NA mid laner performing better than this. And also, I don't think Devante has really like nailed it this split. All right, all right. Let, let's let's slow down. Okay, right, yeah. Let's not let's slow down because we've actually had what for for starters like Poe Belter's team like just overall lacks firepower. Like, honestly, just because, like, Santorin basically underperformed the entire split, you can't really place the entire blame of FlyQuest not succeeding on Poe Belter. And as far as DeMonte's point, even if you, like I said, it takes time for it takes time for players to ramp up sometime, and because you're taking the time to let him perform, like, through the ups and downs, now you're getting performances, like, in the quarterfinals where he's actually stepping up and showing what he can do. Hey, I think Demontes had a great split. A great, en- a great end of split. Of course, and you can struggle early split. Yeah. Yes, so synergy takes time to build. For sure. So, you know, you're talking about you don't want to hear EU fans talking about European mids and stuff. But can you tell me how many mid laners in in semifinals are European? How many, uh, how many mid laners are in playoffs are European? It actually oh, goes up by one. Let's just stick with seventy, Travis. Dude, it's it's one more than we had. Trust me. Uh, I mean, we have three out of four mid laners are European in in semifinals. Honestly, that's well, that's unrelated because honestly, okay, like mid laner mid laner success isn't always dependent on their team. Oh, for sure, dude. But let's take a look at um. Inside, this also goes to my next point. This also goes to my next point about you know, North odds? American mid lane talent not getting opportunities. And I'm sure you guys already listened to my you know my rant about Yasui, the last and the last hotline league, right? Because mm-hmm. how these guys like Yasui and a Blaze Olive and Talon Fox, Golden Glue, people like that don't ever ever get chances in this league because of the, because of the meme. You know, it's one of these things, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Do they not get chances because people want to win championships? And other than Poe Belt there, it's never happened with the North America. Well, Hyde did it, it's, I should it's think. Because, it's, because, it's because they never get the opportunity. Because, I mean, it's easy enough to, like, go and, like, impl- go and, like import Mickey and then go watch him bust out for no reason. Like, do you honestly think, like, I, I honestly think, like, you could get somebody, you can get, like, Golden Glue or someone, and they'd at least be top five. Yeah, guys like Vile Rose should have had more time. That's true. 
Well, exactly. that is a that, I that is a complete throwback, Mark. I am giving you props right now for just remembering. Yeah, maybe That's maybe impressive. we should have. What, what was his name? The I. Uh, 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 what's his name? Oh, Twitch chat's throwing out Man Cloud. Dude, what's it? No, oh, man, yeah, man Cloud was good, but he, he declined. Let's bring Zuna back in. No, oh, yeah, no, it, was, it, it was Inox. Yeah, Inox. Yeah, let's get let's get Inox back. He just need a little bit more time, dude. You're right. Exactly. All, needs All these guys, they were, they were they were about to clap caps and and faker and rookie and these guys but they ju they just came up short oh yeah shifter needed another couple more years he only had five or four no i think boy he's, boy? Lost. You're right. he's, lost, he's lost a team fight oh back. boy boy yeah you're right dude boy boy was right on the cusp of beating rookie as well i, I like boy i like a lot of these guys too i'm just using the point that like come on bro we weren't fucking throwing away superstars here Bro, I'm just, I'm just saying the infrastructure is better. Hollow Moon chat says Reggie needed more time. The scrims are better. The Reginald. talent is better. Yeah, like, you know what TSM fucked up? They didn't give that Reggie guy more time and took that yeah. fucking European Bjergsen and ruined I'm it. Honestly, yeah. like I said, just bench Bjergsen and then just pick up a Blaze Olive and they'll be, they'll be good to go. Trust me. Okay, hey Todd, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Sorry, it's a great call. No, I'm, se I'm serious. Like when Demonte goes to Worlds and like craps on caps, you'll all be sorry. Trust me. Todd, thank you all so right, much. Dude. Do you think you want to stay on the way out? Uh, you know, support your local talent. One like Eagles, one NA mid laner. See you later. Tom Shu is clearly an NA mid laner. That's what I'm realizing. Uh, I feel like, yeah, he's got to be. He is Yasui, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like I know what Yasui sounds like, but yeah. I always love Tom's calls. They're just fun. Yeah. I don't think I ever agree with him, but they're fun. <laughs> right. I mean, who would? Uh, gr grumpy Monks <laughs> for eight months. Perdouche for two. So many things for 18 months. Kanye Northwest for the 100, 100 bits. Uh, the Real MC30. Joe42792. Apex Battalion. Joe gifted a sub to Ramaris and then Fragbite Light for 19 months. And we're all cut up. If anybody else wants a sub, then we wouldn't be all cut up. Uh, let's see. We got the biggest cow here. The biggest cow, where are you calling from? Hello, I'm calling from New Jersey. New Jersey. We have a lot of repeat callers this week. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I want to talk about how TSM's biggest mistake ever was putting in speaker for playoffs. Hey. They, he literally cost TSM quarters. And it was literally the worst move they could have ever done. Mark, uh, was it that bad? Did he cost them quarters? No, I don't think so. I don't think he was good. And he might have cost them game one. I think that one is arguable that he missed enough important Sejuani ganks and plays that got turned around that maybe it had enough of a knock-on effect that they lost that game and then maybe it's a five game series but i don't think acadian was playing so much better that like they flip a three one into a three two in their favor or anything like that i i don't think speak of cost in that series okay well what why don't you make your case biggest cow uh well i agree with that acadian and speaker in the early game they're like relatively similar but i was looking at like, uh later on like when they're team fighting I feel like Speaker forced a lot of fights that weren't good for TSM. Uh, like, I feel like he wasn't taking calculated risks. He was just taking risks while Kading's more calculated with his uh, engages. I feel like because he played Sejuani in the first three games and then Driven in the fourth game. And they're all engaged champions, and he just did not engage well every single time he went in. 
I mean, he had a couple pretty big ones. I think it was game two he had, or maybe it was game three. Which was the one they won? Game three, right? He he caught a bunch of people out of position really well. He punished Vulcan really hard. He killed Vulcan like in four different fights in a row by hitting them. Um, and like I agree, he he missed some plays. I was uh, amazing was on the desk and he had a really good point um, about how Spica was playing and uh, kind of why they were what what he thinks was happening where like. They didn't like how Kadian was playing or whatever happened behind the scenes. They get rid of him. They bring in Spica, and they're basically like, hey, dude, we know you don't have much of a chance, but we'll just do what we tell you, and you'll be fine. And they, he only played to his his uh, like priority lanes for the most part and kind of followed the win conditions. Um, so like, if you have a, a winning bot lane matchup and a losing top lane matchup, most of the time, you're going to want to play around your bot lane matchup so they can pressure harder, you can gank it, potentially dive it, do that kind of stuff. Uh, you can go to your losing matchup, but you have to have riskier 2v2s then if, if the other jungler shows up and stuff like that. Um, and he was saying, in Amazing's opinion, that it felt like he was just listening to what TSM wanted to do, and that was mostly pretty obvious stuff. Um and that was, you know, mostly playing around their strong lanes, whichever they drafted for. And he never did anything like unexpected. Um, and so that's why he, you know, amazing was saying Lyra was able to do so much work against him. But I think it's definitely a point that, like, yeah, Spica. Whether I don't think it's because he wasn't good enough, or who knows, but he definitely didn't didn't do that much in the series. I agree, he wasn't great, but like that didn't look like. Like who other than Spica was playing better than their counterpart? Like who was who was popping off and and was gonna like oh if you gave him a little bit more breathing room that guy was gonna win them that series? I guess that that would be my question. I was just happy to see that TSM spotlight wasn't dying that much in the early game like they usually were. Uh, TSM spotlight was playing better than we had seen in some of the regular season games, but they were still getting outperformed by Cody Sun every game almost. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, if you just gave them a better jungler, their bot lane would win. It's like, well, they were losing for the most part. So I, I have a hard time buying it was his fault. I think who knows what happened with C with TSM. I think the change was obviously terrible. Um, and I'm sure your morale takes a huge hit when it's like, yep, that guy we said was our starter. We kicked him. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm with you there. Like the the overall change might have done it, but I don't think to put the blame on Speaker is quite right. If you like, if you were watching TSM's Legends, like Sven just looks like he's already like down in dumps. Like he gave up all hope, and then to right before playoffs, putting Speaker a rookie. I feel like at that point, like from like Sven's uh, perspective, you just kind of give up. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to admit that I'd get demotivated, but fuck yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be so sad that this is like what our team has become after almost beating TL in spring finals. Mark, okay, so the original take was the biggest cow said that putting Spica in was the biggest mistake, right? And stop them from getting to quarterfinals. Do you do you think, Mark, you think that even if Acadian was playing, they wouldn't necessarily make it to quarters or to semis, I mean? I don't think so. They they looked really bad, and obviously the fact that they made this move showed that the problem behind the scenes was likely even bigger than we saw on stage as just observers, right? Um, so that's why I think even if they kept Acadian, there was something fundamentally wrong with how they worked as a team that spurred them on to make this change. That wasn't going to go away. Do you... 
Let me, I mean, Mark, I'm kind of curious. Do you, um, and feel free to cut me off if we have this take or question, but do you think TSM makes worlds through Gauntlet? Uh, I would say the odds aren't as bad as I think the community is making it out to be right now. But I wouldn't bet. I would. I wouldn't bet on it. I'd bet on CLG or C9, whoever, you know, ends up as the the other team that doesn't make it through points or beats TL or whatever. All right. Biggest cow. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with uh Mark on that. Basically, if I mean if TS if the gauntlet was like next week, TSM would have no hope. But since they have. Uh, like what three or four weeks or something like that yep i don't know how long uh it's three, maybe they can get the act together do you have uh anything you want to say as we say goodbye biggest count uh yeah vote for travis for content creator of the year he really deserves it and shocks for esports personality of the year thank you i don't think i can and me cur- for fucking what dude I don't. I don't think you were nominated. Sadly, I'm not. I'm not promoting it because I feel like they do. Like they try to kind of like just game everybody's followers to get people to vote for them. But and I also don't think I can beat like courage, or I think even nade shots in my category. So I. But I do appreciate biggest cow. That was really nice of you to say that. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, have, have a good one. one. You know what you need, Travis. You need to run a smear campaign on your opponents. <laughs> yeah, fuck courage. I yeah, heard go. he eats peanut butter with. I don't know something that's disgusting. I'm not very creative. Just just that's pay why some pay, of the year. pay Broden to like splice a conversation like a sentence together for him saying mm. like I kick puppies or something. You yeah, know yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my only problem with that uh, idea is when you said pay Broden. That was that was the part that really threw me off. I don't not a big fan of that. In concept. exposure. Oh yeah, that's actually that is how he likes to get paid. When you win content creator of the year through this video campaign, uh, you can say this was done by my my campaign manager, Broden. <laughs> my campaign manager. Uh, okay, let's take another call and then we will do our uh, our little ad break. Cool. All right. Moving on to the next caller. We got Craig Yorger for 16 months. Thank you, Craig. And Zing Blob for two months. Anybody, anybody else want to sub? I'll shout you out right now. Wait, we got a Zell. I have to be very careful with that. A Zell is here. A Zell, where are you calling from? Yep. Hello. Good afternoon. Where are you yeah, calling from? Good afternoon. Yeah, afternoon. Where? Um, I'm personally originally from Bangkok, Thailand, but right now I'm in Tokyo for the summer comic market. Wow. Awesome. What is that? What is what is the summer comic market? Um, basically, every anime viewer would know that in Japan, every like summer and winter, there's the uh, Comic-Cat events. Okay. So, like, if Mark C needs some like anime posters to fill his room again, you know, maybe I could buy him some. <laughs> yeah, any any Halloweeny anime posters, I'm sure, me and my girlfriend will appreciate them to stick ha- right over there or something. Halloweeny? Yeah, she's a big Halloween nerd. Everything we're getting is. I don't know if you can. Can you see that table? It's got spiderweb design things on it, and there's there's little baby pumpkins on it. Well, Azel, welcome. Uh, Thanks for calling in, and cool that you're calling all the way from Tokyo. Uh, What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, Basically, I was wanting to talk about just the general culture of fans in general, and uh, why I think it's really impacting like the 
um, face of the competition in America, I guess you can say. Because, for example, if you look at, say, the GPL or like the Japan League or anything like that, the fandom and culture is more of like cheering the actual winners and then also supporting the losers more so than actually just like flaming them on the internet. Because what I think is a lot of the NA fans really flame and blame people out of like frustrations because they're really passionate fans, you know. But I think those fans are like approaching it wrong. And then if, you know, us as fans, if we can actually change how we outlook in sharing our teams or supporting our teams, I think the like players and organizations would just have a much better time in general. Can you give me an example of this? Um, one of the two observations that I looked at in North America that actually is really successful um, with their support of like the hype for the fans and everything was initially when organizations like 100 Thieves or Immortals actually first came in. Um, they're completely new organizations with also, say, some rookies and also some imports and stuff that were super hyped. And then everyone was super excited and supportive of, say, Noah or Nadeshot and stuff like that. And then it was just a very general air of positivity. And then, you know, everyone's just feeling really good coming in and all that is how I feel. Um, okay, so I think my only concern is I, I, so we've had calls somewhat similar to this in the past where it's just sort of like, hey, look, people shouldn't be dicks. Um, and I, I always, just, I always appreciate that take because I generally think the world, you know, it's getting a little big, but the world in general could use more positivity. That is why I'm more of an optimistic person while Mark is a terrible human being. Uh, and we work well together on the show because of that. Um, and so, so for me, the idea of like, Hey, be more supportive of the winners and also like fans be supportive of your losers whenever they lose, because you know, you're still fans of them. I think that is a really nice thing to say. I just don't know how practical it is, but you're mentioning that this is the, you, you think that the fan culture now I know the fan culture in China is actually awful in certain points of time, but you say in, in other regions, it is better than what you see in north america yes yeah, some of these smaller regions like the gpl in general because we're like a wild card region right like i think it's because we know that in the international scheme of things we're not as relevant as all the other major regions or something like that so you know everyone's mm -hmm. just really supportive of each other and know that we as a whole just want our whole region to be better as a whole rather than saying hey I guess I'm just going to be like the one super team or something like that. I think, I mean, I agree with the idea that like the negativity around teams definitely goes too far, but I'm also kind of in agreement with, with Travis where outsider looking in, it seems like it gets really bad in other regions as well. Uh, Korean pros have had to deal with some pretty like nasty shit when like, they bust her out like when it happened to Dade way back, even in like 2013 or 14 when, when they, they lost. Uh, I know it happened recently, like with Brazilian fans, like really hating on um, the team that represented them because they won instead of uh, the team they wanted to win. I, um, and it was kind of similar to what happened with us in 100 Thieves, where a lot of people were like, man, I don't want fucking 100 Thieves to go. Um, and like Travis is saying, China as well. Uh, and I admit that I'm not as low to the ground as I am in North America. So it might be the case where those are the outliers, and that's why I see them, but it's not how the whole region is. But it does seem like every region has their fair share of like 
vipers attacking teams that disappoint them. Right. I think the point that I was kind of making is um, I think it would be better if there was like a good equilibrium between the negatives and positives. Uh, what? Oh, Mark's moving to show the cat. Um, <laughs> so, so you say equilibrium. Do you not feel like we have equilibrium right now? I feel like overall, like the NA fans are pretty positive. Um. Yeah, I do. I do think so too. But then I feel like. Uh, I think we can just look in more of the harsh parts of it where a lot of people just tend to like play the blame game and stuff like that rather than more of the supporting thing. Either that or just the media is kind of more highlighting towards the uh, bad things rather than the more positive things, so to say. The media? Media is in like, um, I don't mean like press, like for example, you or so, but just general, say Twitter, Reddit and things like that. General fans. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I feel I'm... like I okay, I Mike. definitely see more of it on Reddit for NA than EU. Like when TSM busters out in playoffs, like people fucking shit on them super hard. But do, I, I feel like the TSM thing is an exception because they're TSM. Right. I mean, like G two had they're... had their their period where it was like uh, you know, G two vacation and G two and eight or whatever. Um, but I. It did feel a little less vitriolic than it did when it was like, kill Parth, kill Sven, TSM, let me down. Yeah, yeah it definitely does go to the ugly part sometimes. I've seen a lot of that as well. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, if the overall take is I'd like to see more positivity, I, I can't disagree with you on that. I don't think that we've had anything that's been overtly negative lately. Um, and I think oftentimes... Oh, it's been better for sure. And I think oftentimes lately, I feel like people have been flaming the front office that more than like the um, more than the players, right? Like a lot of people are blaming management or owners or coaches or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I've just not. I've not been spending spending as much time on Reddit recently because I just need to not feel like my brain is melting. And so I think that that's possibly part of it. I don't know. Mark, any any thoughts? As we wrap this up. No. Right. Azel, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say on the way out? Um, actually, I just wanted to expand on your point a little bit where you say that people are generally blaming the organizations and stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to have your take on how justified it is to be able to, like, say, from an outsider like us, like viewers and stuff, how do, how do we eventually, like, judge all these organizations and owners and stuff when we don't even know the entire inner workings of their organizations or is it even fair to judge it like that honestly i think you do whatever you want uh is the the way that i would put it right if you feel as though it is in my opinion the onus is on the organization to accurately communicate to you why they are making the decisions to apologize appropriately and to make you feel as though they care um and that is part of the reason why I was very critical of 100T last year at Worlds, because I feel like they failed that. Um, it is one of the reasons why I think teams like Team Liquid, for instance, have done a really good job of accurately communicating. Like whenever they make a big change, like Steve has a video out explaining the change. Um, so, so like transparency would be a very important thing then, in your yeah. opinion. So I think, I think however you feel about an organization is the appropriate way to feel about the organization, because... They have made decisions that have led you to that path. Now, obviously, there are some people that will go way too crazy on it or, you know, I'm not saying, but 
if you feel like an organization has let you down, they probably either did let you down or didn't communicate enough of the context to make you understand. So uh, definitely, I agree with that. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, yep, thank you very much for having me. Hope you enjoy thanks. your Weeb convention in Japan. <laughs> I will. Yes. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you very much, Travis. Thank you. All right, so we're going to take a quick break before the next call to talk about our newest sponsor. They're coming in across a ton of my content, including Hotline League, and that is Movement. So right below the stream. So if you're watching the VOD in the YouTube description, you can catch it out. You can catch a link to it. Um, but actually, if everyone could do me a favor right now and just check this out, I'd love to see just a ton of people go uh, take a look at their stuff. Um, but, and you can kind of follow along as I'm talking about this, but if you're on the stream right now, below the stream, there is a link to uh, a logo that says movement MVMT. Um, and you can click over and I'll go ahead and put that link in the description as well. So they are a company based out of Los Angeles, which I love. It's really cool that I get to work with a company, uh, in LA. Um, and if you click that link, you get 15% off at checkout and what they make are a bunch of cool things, including watches sunglasses and, and even the glasses that I'm wearing right now, these are uh, meant specifically for computer screens. You can check them out. So if you're looking, uh, they help with the light from the monitors. Um, but I've also been for the past month or oh, more than a month, I've been wearing uh, this watch that they sent me, which is really cool. It's kind of cool. They they sent me a bunch of stuff before, the, whenever we were just exploring the idea of the sponsorship to make sure that I liked it. And I actually really do like their stuff. I've also, if you've been watching my interviews, been wearing these sunglasses for quite some time, uh, which I really enjoy. I think they're quite stylish. And I think the, the thing that I, one of the things I enjoy about them, besides the fact they're in LA and they seem to make quality products, also the fact that they um, have affordable stuff, you know? So normally you think, oh, I'm gonna go buy a watch. Really expensive, you know? Uh, they have a variety of different price points, um, some really cool stuff on their site. Go check them out. Uh, go check out their sunglasses, go check out their uh, computer glasses. Um, and do me a favor and, uh, you know, if you do like anything over there, make sure you use the link. It'll give you 15% off and then you can buy something. And then it's cool because they know that, uh, you bought that because you were checking that stuff out. I, I even see, by the way, they have some jewelry up on the site. I think, uh, that's a new addition as well. So anyway, based out of LA designed here, really cool stuff. I'm going to do some more, uh, with them, maybe visit their office soon with Broden and kind of take a tour. Uh, but they're going to be around, uh, at least for the next couple of months, hopefully for longer. And uh, I just want to say thank you to Movement for coming in. Hopefully you guys enjoy uh, their stuff. Go ahead and take a look. And yes, lost in the sauce indeed, as DeMonte would say. No, their their, con their stuff is really cool. We're going to see, by the way, if we can get Mark a couple things too. So anyway, thanks to Movement for coming in, sponsoring the show, and uh, so much of the other content that I make as well. Moving on to the next caller. Mark, you're muted. Mark, you're still muted. Oh, he's in the other call. Damn it. I thought he was talking to me. Well, now I just look like I've got, we're not going to tell Mark that this happened, right? Because he didn't see it. So I think we're okay. Right? Puppy donated $4.20 and says, which one of you is daddy and which one of you is baby? I'm baby. Frosty is here. Frosty, what do you want to, or where are you calling from on the uh, right now? Oh, morning, Travis. Great to be back on the show. I'm yeah. calling from uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Cape Town, South Africa. Man, I love it when we get these international calls. Uh, what time is it there? Uh, 6.30 in the morning. 6.30 in the morning. Why yeah. are you up at this time? <laughs> um, I've 
been working throughout most of the night. So, you know. So okay, good, good, good reason. Jesus. So you haven't slept yet. to watch us. That's a terrible reason. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I watch all the VODs because I catch, like, tuning in for the live ones is usually a bit extreme. The last time I was yeah. on was, like, the, the Peter one, like, March last year. So it's been a, been a bit of time. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Is that your phone ringing? Or is that my yeah, that's my alarm. Oh, that's your alarm. <laughs> so wake up. Yeah, standard. Right. Well, either way, uh, what do you what do you want to talk about on the show? So, um, with the way that playoffs have been sort of panning out this year, just a bit of disclosure: I've been a C nine fan since you know the Meteos high balls iteration. But with the way that things have panned out, with um, C nine probably going to be landing up higher than third seed or third seed, they're probably going to land up as the second seed going into Worlds. What that means is, is that C9 is not going to go through the usual process of the gauntlet. And as such, they're not going to have that whole, as Reaper would call it, sort of a warm-up period where you would get all the experience playing against the play-in teams. And my hot take on this is that C9 is going to be really disadvantaged by this. And for the first time since, I believe, 2015, not make it out of groups. Wow. So you put that, much, you put that much weight on their play-in experience? I do, yes. I think that it is really important given the fact that, I mean, I'm not sure how many uh, people are going to be fielded as far as the rosters going to Worlds this year, if it's still the standard seven-man roster or not. But given C9's penchant for flexibility, um, finding an iteration that works really well on the world's stage, I think is really useful to, to do that sort of in the play-in period and not having that opportunity, I think, is seriously going to impact them. But also, and this is just um, put in perspective with, I think, the relative strength of other regions doing pretty well, moving towards the uh, world's patch and the world's experience. And so, you, do you, you think... Sorry, if CLG gets third and goes through plans, does CLG get through and groups? Um, Who cares? I don't think so, but that's just more on the quality of the CLG roster. Thanks. I care. Mark, what were you going to say? <laughs> we're talking about C9, all right? I just, <laughs> yes, but the context is the, the value of plans. Yeah, so we're still talking about C9 and not getting it because they're too good. What, what, I, uh, I think it's interesting because... I was about to say, I think the group draw matters a lot, but then I think you kind of sort of already addressed that with you saying, given the strength of other regions right now, even second and third teams might be pretty good. Um, so I definitely think it's possible. I think, you know, you look at last year and they went on a really big uh, run through planes. Like you said, they played a full five game series versus Gambit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then, Gambit and uh, Det FM as well. I think they struggled with um, in one of the group stage games. Yeah, I mean they, they dropped the group the stage. stage. Yeah, there's there's a, a playing group stage game they drop, but then I mean that's kind of fine because it's it's whatever. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind if someone loses a plus one, but the but the best of five, I think, going the full five games, if I remember yeah, correctly, was very was very yeah. very surprising. And then I have a hard time believing that. You know, without that period of ramp up time, like you're talking about, they could then go beat RNG in some games to to go get out of that group. So, well, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna get all the int out of your system in the play in stage, and then once you really sort of got your your final configuration up and running and sorted, that's when you start um, 
sort of playing in the group stage and actually, you know, getting your final alteration. Because I believe um, Blabber was also playing some of those games in the playing stage, if I'm not mistaken. I might be shaky. No, he, he he played a couple of them, and I think they never used him again after play-ins. Mm, mm-hmm. and um, I think that is also, like, worth noting and mentioning, as I was saying, with C9's sort of tendency to shift the roster around. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I mostly agree with your point, actually, as I, as I keep working through it. Like, yes, the difference between, like, you get easier opponents if you're a second seed in theory. The reality is it almost never breaks out that way. Like, first seeds are usually the strongest team in the region, but second and third seeds seem to be relatively flip-floppy in how good they, they can be. Sometimes the third seed's better than the second seed. I mean, our third um, seed usually outperforms our second seed. Yes, yeah, so it happens for us. It happens for other regions as well. So, like, I, I don't think the the difference in quality of group that you get between second and third is as substantial as when you're you're first and you don't get another first in your group. Think exactly. like you know you, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so, I, I definitely agree. Between if 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 C nine is going to get second, I almost feel like they would prefer to get third and have to play through the playing stage where they're they're probably not mm-hmm. in, in much of an actual threat of getting knocked out, and then you get to actually um get valuable scrim time you, you get to get some of the nerves out i think so i agree yeah, no, it's I better but i'm not sure if they don't get out then just because of that i don't think the problem is i don't think that there's enough there's too many factors to say that that's why they wouldn't get out right like what if they end up in a group of death what if they end up with a really easy group what if what if licorice's wrists explode yeah yeah exactly right like <laughs> That's the thing is like it's it's hard to say. Well, this is going to be the one thing you could argue though that it would be better for them, and I do wonder if it is better for them. I mean, they also even get like the gauntlet, right? Which I remember one year they talked about how they played more games in the gauntlet or as many games in the gauntlet as they did the entire. That was the year that they kept they reverse sweeping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They played what uh, fifteen games or whatever. Um. So I. I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they look this year. But again, like the problem is then you can always just say, well, maybe, maybe Niski, uh, is Niski still in the chat? Maybe Niski didn't perform very well this year and he was the problem. You know, like there's always, it's, there's so many factors involved. So, but I mean, Frosty's making a specific prediction, Travis. He's saying, he's, he's making a number of predictions, actually. They're going to go off points at second. They're going to get seated in and then they're not going to get out of groups. Do you, do you agree, Travis? The, sorry, the first prediction is what? The first prediction is they go on points and get second. Yes, I agree with that. And then due to that, they don't get out of groups. Or not even due to that, just separate prediction, they don't get out of groups. Yeah, but he's saying due to that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you can't prove him wrong. You're asking me to, you're right now asking me to predict if C9 makes it out of groups at yes. Worlds. Yes, we don't know the callers will qualified? go back and find this. We don't Frosty know what will the group is. <laughs> Uh, doesn't matter. Frosty August, made a prediction. You either agree 12, They will probably not play a game until October 2nd if you're asking me to, to predict whether or not they're making it out of groups. It doesn't matter how hard the prediction yes. is. C9 makes it out of groups. Okay, Come great. on, Travis. There's the hot take we've been waiting for this entire evening. Yeah. You put the pressure I, on us. Where's your chance to shine? I, I predict I won't crash my car in exactly 37 days. You know, right. that's a well, ridiculous prediction. I predict, you, I right predict you crash it in 37 days. Okay, and I also think- predict C9 doesn't get out of groups. Okay. Why not? I'm with Frosty. All right. Ugh, All right. Always love the solidarity. Hang on, let me tweet this really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, continue. Uh, with I don't know, Mark. Is there anything else? 
No, oh, no, that was mostly it. Just a ridiculous <laughs> prediction that doesn't make okay, any okay. sense. But. Okay, great. Because okay, I got to tweet this out. Mark Z. Wait, why won't your Twitter come up? Um, whatever. Why just... when C9 comes up, it's always negative. Yeah, like when I brought up how Niski should have been the first pro all team, and it's bullshit that he wasn't because people just vote for the number one mid laner in the league, Jensen. You know what? While you work on that, Travis, we only have one more caller in the can and 20 minutes left in the show. I'm going to go on my little tangent. Pastry brought this up to me. Um, because he knows I'm a big Jensen fan. But he said he thinks Jensen is the most wrongly appreciated player. Where are you going? Hey. Hey, you, you need to listen to this. Get back here. I'll wait. I'll wait till Travis comes back. Don't worry, Mark. You still got my attention. I'm uh, I'm here for you. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, I appreciate you too. Don't get me wrong. And all 1,600 people waiting for me to make my points. But until Travis returns, they are not... I am not going to make the points, okay? He's my co-host. He needs to be able to bounce with me off this... And he's not here to do it. I, you're a great guy, Frosty, but I need my my professional co-host. And nah, fair wait. enough, fair enough. Everyone um, tweet, it, what, tweet uh, it, Travis, to get back here. There we go. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I also okay. agree that Niski was definitely snubbed for uh, first team. I think given not only just like his laning stats specifically, but just the way, just judging by the eye test this year, I think he's had an incredible summer split. I'm with you, dude. And, and all... all I'll agree with that, and we'll get into it, but I feel like Jensen has never been appropriately rated. Hmm, ever. And once Travis comes back, I'll explain. I don't interest, Mark. What was your thoughts on Licorice being second all-team pro, as opposed to Impact? I, I voted Impact first as well. Um, I think with the injury oh he's back travis are you ready for my my my, my monologue I, I had to use the restroom and i thought your monologue would be a good time to do it and then you started screaming no, no, no. at me while i was in the you must room. you must participate in my monologue you need to bounce it's a monologue me. that's not, <laughs> what you're describing is a discussion no it's a monologue but i need your facial reactions and your and your mustache twists and your head nods and eye eyeglasses shifting that you do so well in the lick clipping the lick the lip licking. Go. Anyways, so the <laughs> the point is, Jensen never gets rated correctly because no one ever understands what he's doing, apparently. Or there's always some other narrative in the season that people just kind of go over. So two years ago, maybe it was three at this point. This I think it was 2016 rant, summer. Right? No, no, no. Pastry put it in my mind because okay, he okay. said, Jensen's never appropriately rated. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Because that motherfucker led the league by 50 kills in, I think it was summer 2016, the last year we had uh, best of threes in the regular season. 50 fucking kills. He had like 300 to 250, or maybe he had 350 to 200. It was insane. He, he crushed it in mid lane. He was hands down the best mid laner. And he's like, if this guy doesn't win an MVP for this split, something is seriously wrong. And he doesn't win it. And I don't even think he got... Was it 2017? Yeah. Yeah. I just I just it's, remembered it. Yeah, it was insane. And he didn't win it. He's like, what? This guy will never, never win it if that he can't win it off that split. Because people just don't, just can't wrap their mind around it. And then you fast forward to this, this split, and he's been great. He was my number two. He's a fantastic player still. I love Jensen. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But like... Niski killed it. Niski was incredible. He had double the kills of any other mid laner pre-15 minutes. 
he was had high jungle proximity, so like yes, it is with Sven Skaren's assistance, but he's crushing people in lane. He has huge uh, forward percentage. He's creating tons of pressure. He also roams around the map well. It wasn't like this was all just around mid lane. He actually has a ton of kills in side lanes as well. He's a complete workhorse in the early game, as well as being a fantastic team fighter. And he's actually been the single with Sven Skaren, those two guys, but more Niski actually, the reason that they're able to pick up wins with all these other substitutes that they put in. They put in Blabber and they win. They put in Kumo and they can win. They put in uh, Deftly and they can win, right? Uh, they did lose some of those games, and with Sven Skaren, they're much better, and Sven Skaren, I think, is should be the MVP of the league. But that doesn't mean Niski's not that great. But because the narrative is all around Sven Skaren, people don't appropriately rate Niski, which means that, once again, Jensen's getting artificially boosted up because... Well, it's not Niski, and it's definitely not Bjergsen this split, and it's not anyone else. So yeah, Jensen's the best mid laner in the league, and it's it's always something with with Jensen where he's just never getting rated correctly. It blows my mind when when you look back at it. I mean, he does seem to always be like, unfortunately for him, or maybe in some situations, he's always like the the second dude. Uh, I don't mean necessarily ranked at second, but it's like we're always talking about uh, Bjergsen. In this case, you know, as you mentioned, like this, it's just kind of weird that like, and I don't know if it's because of a brand, like, I mean, obviously now he's on Team Liquid. I feel like people who are on teams with Peter, with the exception of Bjergsen, always end up kind of in the in his shadow. But like, it does feel as though Jensen's brand has never allowed him to really like come forward from the shadows and, and get the, I don't want to say the attention he deserves, because this case obviously got first, but to really dominate the conversation the way that he should. Right, it's like when he was great, he was kind of in Bjergsen's shadow when he shouldn't have been, and now he's on the clearly best team in the league, um, but he's still sort of in double lifts and Core JJ's shadow. Yeah. So like people just kind of say like, eh, yeah, he's great, and they don't really talk about what he does well anymore. They just say, yeah, he's the first team mid laner because he's on the best team in the league, but right. it's double lifts team and Core JJ's team, and like. Even now, he's not getting really, like, the credit he deserves. It's just, you know, now people like me just mouth off about how he is just on the first place team, even though he's still an incredible player. Right. Poor Jensen. Poor Jensen, dude. He should have won MVP that split. One of the greatest injustices ever, in my mind. Well, I mean, also, Doublelift didn't get top three ADC in spring of last year, so there's a lot of injustices. Oh, you mean that time that they finished fourth Frosty. in the regular season? No. And uh, and the uh, hundred thieves got first. Uh... No, Frosty. Did, is they, there did anything... they get fourth? I think they were fourth in the race. I don't Look think they up. were fourth. Look it up. I'm curious. Frosty, Look do you have anything up. that you want to say on the way out? Um, no, this has been a great call, guys. Thanks so much. Um, great to be back on the show. And uh, they were fourth. Thanks so much for calling in, Frosty. Really appreciate. it. Have a good one. And to you. And to you. Yeah. Hey Travis, we got the last caller. They were, if you want they to were move fourth. on to the last caller, we got the last caller. We don't have that much time. We got to get through this quick. Mark, could you please um, Mark Mark as a super team? Mark, we've got a caller waiting in the waiting room. Please and... go get him. Please go get the caller. Mark. Okay, I'll go get him. Thank you. Really need to move this show along. Uh let's see. Where are we? Uh Toe Knife BB, three months, thank you. And Shizunagi, thank you for the five months. Thank you, uh, everyone, for subbing. Always appreciated. We have the last caller coming in in just a second. 
And where are we? Wait on the last caller. The last caller. Any minute. Waiting on the last caller. Here we go. Sandy Toes. Hello, Travis. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Where are, you, where are you calling from? I'm actually legitimately asking this time because your, your connection sounds interesting. Uh, I'm calling from Reston, Virginia, which is 15 minutes away from that guy who called from Sterling, Virginia. Gotcha. So he and I, he and I should hang out sometime. We had three Virginia calls and a Washington DC call, uh, this, this show. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know why none of us have, uh, hung out yet. Maybe you have, you just don't know. We, we just don't know. Who knows? What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So, uh, well, semifinals is coming up this weekend, so I kind of wanted to talk about how I think, I, I mean, I think the TL1, the TLCG matches, uh, that's a pretty, pretty obvious prediction. I think everyone's going to pick TL, and they should win that. But I think the C9 CLG one, uh, I actually think CLG is going to take that one, and I think, uh, I think it's going to go all five games, but I have a few reasons why I think CLG uh, is going to take it. Uh, first one, uh, we saw in game one versus, uh, Optic last week, uh, they did not play super great in that game. That game was kind of a mess, but, uh, something that Weldon talks about a lot is that kind of mental resiliency. And I think they really displayed that in the fact that they were, uh, really on defense for most of that game, but managed to... Uh, stall it out and keep fighting and keep looking and capitalize on optics mistakes throughout the game uh, to eventually take that win and then from there I think they really showed uh, what a team that has a lot of confidence in themselves and their abilities uh, can do um, which is why game two was a lot easier and then game three uh, just seemed like a stomp uh, from all, all things considered so I think in order to go up against a team like C9 where you've got the Reaper drafts and, you know, the, you know, everyone's number one pick for MVP and Sven Skarin, you got to have that mental resiliency. Um, the other point I have is that I think C9 can actually be actually be kind of predictable uh, with how they go about games. I think everyone um, s seems to see them go, you know, to kind of Sven Skarin's going to go. Uh, camp mid lane a lot, uh, get Niski ahead. Um, you know, Sneaky and Zazel will kind of do their thing in lane. Sometimes they'll be okay. Sometimes they'll be really good. Uh, I think right now, uh, I think Sneaky, during the regular season, he was at like negative uh, 75 for CSD at 10 or something like that. He was like slightly under zero for both negative, uh, for both CSD and uh, experience. Uh, at 10 and then um, and and I think uh, one thing that CLG can take advantage of with that is get some safe picks uh, for PoE uh, things that you know have a lot of good mobility and escape uh, so that he can avoid those mid lane ganks from Svenskaren and then just put uh, bot lane on comfort picks uh, we saw what happened in game 3 against Optic when um, 6A and Bio had Caitlyn and Morg. They just absolutely dominated that lane. Sure. Uh, Bio's got a lot of uh, pocket picks. He's got the Nami. I don't know how you know in meta the Lux is anymore, but he's sure. still got sure, that sure, in his sure. back pocket. Yeah. So anyway, those are my those are my reasons. CLG three two. CLG three two. 
Okay, yeah. so this fun. We actually have a prediction for this past, for this weekend. So you think TL over Clutch, but obviously the call is mostly about CLG over C9. Well, this would be yeah, it's kind yeah. of weird given the last time that they matched up, um, and how that went. Mark, I think uh, C9 will win pretty handily. If I had to put a number on, I'd say three one C9 right now. Uh, I don't think it will be as easy as it looked in that last game where, uh, you know, CLG kind of gave away what their bot lane was going to be and it got hard counterpicked. I think they're smarter about doing that again, but they're still early rotationing Azir in the, the previous series against uh, Optic, and I don't think they'll be wanting to do that versus C9, who are much better about playmaking. Um, you know, I think the way I look at it is if... POE can actually neutralize Nis uh, Niski, then maybe they have a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, because I do favor CLG's bot lane just a little bit, but not like a ton. Um, and I favor Svenskaren quite a bit, and I favor Licorice quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. So like, if and that's somehow how I'm they looking can, at it. yeah, if somehow they can win bot in mid, maybe they'll be able to get enough to to beat C9. But I really don't think, from what I've seen, they they will be able to do that. Um, I feel like there will be games where bot lane will win for C9. There will be games where mid lane wins for C9, and I expect top and jungle to go in their favor nearly every single game. Um, and I don't even feel like any of the advantages CLG could have are that big. Like even if even if Poe does well into Niski, it's mostly like, well, at least Niski's not doing anything either in the early game. Not like a hive shit on him kind of thing. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Looking at the C9 lineup and comparing with CLG just head to head agree with mark that like the bot line is the only where area where it looks like i mean we're we're talking about how svenskaren is a strong likely candidate for mvp there's just nobody on clg that is that caliber of a player and i can't look at like clg's drafts and feel like they are okay well they're just gonna like do all this crazy yeah. shit and it's gonna like completely outdraft c9 you know like that's that's how they're gonna win it's just it doesn't it's it's hard for me because I don't see a traditional path to victory for CLG over C9. I think it'll be three one C9. I think CLG will somehow pick up a win, but uh, C9 will win in the end. So I don't know, Sandy. Do you have any any rebuttals to any of that? Uh, the only thing I would say is like in a world where maybe uh, Deftly or Blabber come in for a game. Uh, you know, if if they start Blabber at the beginning of the series for some reason, um, I don't foresee definitely uh, playing in the series at all. But if they put Blabber in at all, um, I think that could be taken advantage of. I, again, I'm not really sure why they would do that. Um, I do realize I'm kind of going against the grain with this CLG pick, uh, but um, but if if there was a world where Blabber and Defly, uh were more present in the series, I think that would definitely be. A spot where CLG could really take advantage. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that point. Um, you know, Reaper does play around with his players a fair amount, and like, there's no world where I think Blabber is better than Svenskaren, but I've also never thought he was better than Svenskaren, and we still saw Blabber at points, so like, maybe we see Blabber, but I feel like they won't lead with that. I feel like we'd only see that if somehow Svenskaren is getting clapped and not doing well uh, and not being his usual MVP caliber self. But I see, so like maybe he comes in then. I don't know why he would ever start with Blabber. Um, but if he does, sure, I think Wiggly is, is more consistent than Blabber and can probably can maybe punish him. 
yeah, I think that's what it would, what it would take is uh, some kind of just like uh, mental boom on Sven Skaren's part in game one, and then Blabber comes in and CLG just kind of carries some momentum through uh, to just take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah I think that, that probably makes sense for how it would happen, but I definitely agree with Travis about how like CLG is a really solid team, but their entire season has been like people kind of taking turns, stepping up. And even in that clutch gaming series, that's kind of what happened. Like Wiggly in a bad draft had to play Rek'Sai and like found a bunch of kills and was able to rally them in that game that they 100% should have lost. Uh, and that was like a huge Wiggly game. Game two was a huge Ruin game and PoE game. They were like the soul laners hard carried that one. And then the third game was the bot lane hard carrying. And that's like really awesome to have a team where all three, all five members can really step up and carry. But I also don't feel like any of them consistently do quite how like C9 has a very defined game plan in my mind. And even when needed due to draft, they can swap it up. Like, like you know, like Travis mentioned, CLG's balling got clapped by C9s because they got a great draft. And they're like, all right, yeah, we can still play this way. And then now Niski's on Talia. You know, they, they have <laughs> right. they have enough flexibility in the draft to divert from their game plan, but I think they have a much more like solidified game plan as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think uh, ultimately, hopefully NA gets to send TL, C9, and CLG to Worlds. Yep. I think uh, e even if CLG does beat C9, uh, yeah, I don't. they won't beat TL in the finals, and then I think C9 would beat uh, Clutch, which would, I think, by championship points, would put... C9 as the second seed, and then CLG would have to win Gauntlet, but I think they would win Gauntlet. So I think if we send those three teams, I think NA would be uh, pretty satisfied with those yeah, teams. I think so. I think and I think it'd be fun to have CLG back at Worlds again, and I don't know. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be bad to have TSM there either, but I feel like I feel like that's what we'll see. I think we'll see TL win finals c9 going in on points and clg will win through the gauntlet in a best of five against tsm which will be super hype because it will reignite the rivalry but who knows maybe clutch will sneak in there i mean demonte was just saying in the interview i did with them about how everyone underrates them and how he actually mark do you remember i'm sure you didn't see the video but did you uh or that i did with demonte but did you do you remember when you guys did the car segment on the yeah, analysis? yeah, yeah. demonte was like there we didn't even have a car we weren't even in the discussion. Didn't he see we, we custom built them a car? Oh, did you? And put Lyra as the driver for this week? Yeah, because we, oh, we snubbed them. Uh, I've heard they, I think they've said that they feel like they're the second best team behind Team Liquid. I mean, he was saying, he, I mean, DeMonte was being humble and saying he thinks they're like up there with C9 CLG. So like who, Clutch could sneak in. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't count Clutch out completely, but I, I think. I think it's going to be uh, Team Liquid and two teams that begin with a C. I think so as well. That's a great prediction. <laughs> oh, well, at least Sandy Toast can come on to, uh, next week when we're inevitably wrong. Yeah, that's always how this goes. Uh, Sandy Toast, thank you so much for your call. Anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, yeah, thank you, Alienware. Use code Travis10off. Also, uh, shout out to Movement. I actually have one of their watches, and they're pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, great sponsor pickup there. That's not even a that's not even a planned thing. We pulled you a while ago. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for men uh, mentioning that. Yeah, of course. Have a great night. Yeah, See you, dude. One. See you. All, All right. right, Travis. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. How dare you use my words to clickbait us? 
Mark, I do this with pro players all the fucking time, right? It's just your turn. Your turn. Did right. I lag right as I said that? Mark? Mark? No, you lagged. Mark? What, what if Travis, we just... are, you, are you faking internet problems oh, to get out of this conversation? Uh... The Ethernet cable is uh it's on fire. Actually, Travis this is sparks Travis Ethernet cable. We need to talk about this. Don't don't you pretend like you have internet problems right when I try and call you out for uh, this malicious clickbaiting? This, uh, that's the show, everyone. Mark, do you have anything you want to say all the way out? Yeah, I want to say how you already know C9 fans don't like us, and you're just gonna throw me out there looking like a C9 hater when it was clearly a troll call. I'm done working with you until the next episode because I like the money. Yeah, I could tell you like the money. That's why you invoice me so frequently and on time. I, I like doing big chunks so it hurts you. It hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> if, if you were just sliding me, you know, the amount every week, it would just feel like, like a bill pay or something really small. But when I hit yeah. you for like four months of work. Here's, oh, yeah. my, here's my response to everything you just said about that C9 thing, okay? Okay. This is this is the reaction that I'm having right now on screen. Well, I'll be a second behind watching it on Twitch. Yeah. Well, you can see it on stream on Skype, by the way. Yeah, I'm too lazy. I'll just watch it on Twitch. Okay. That's how. Oh, of course, JJ. This, this is my official response. <sighs> He's much cuter. Yes. Yes. Mark. Anything yep. you want to say at the end here? Nope. Uh, I'll be doing the dive this week, I'm pretty sure, so you can catch me on the dive. I should also be doing the Academy uh, play uh, final desk on Friday, so you can catch me there as well. Um, big TFT patch comes out. They're introducing Hextech. I think that comes out this week. If it's it does. annoying to play against, I'm going to flame it. And I'll probably make a video. Well, I mean, they changed it based off of, not based off what you were saying, but I feel like a lot of your initial concerns were, are, can be. I haven't seen what it is since you and I talked. They, they the, now throw lunch. a thing that disables for eight seconds. That's what it was before. No, no. I thought before the last time we talked, I thought that was, uh, still like, no, they, they had already they they hadn't announced the change, but okay. it was already different than the announcement. So it was the thing where it kind of lot it picks a random target and then a one hex grid yeah. disables yeah. all items in it for eight seconds. Uh, so if you spread out your Draven and your Katarina, have fun when it hits your Draven randomly and you lose the game. Until you feel strongly about this. Oh, I feel real strong. You should do. Are you going to do any TFT content, like a video about it or anything, like the? Patch? Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was saying. Is if if it comes out and I play it and it feels as bad as I expect it to feel, when you you know technically position properly, but then like you get RNG'd, like when my Karthus two gets phantomed and your Vein one gets phantomed or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably make a video about that. Well, uh, for me. Thanks to Movement. I'm happy to have them as a new sponsor. Thanks, obviously, to Alienware uh, for their support of the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching, especially for those of you that stuck around. We do a, a audio version of this. You can catch it on Spotify and other podcast platforms, which I think is pretty swell. 
Uh, unfortunately, Mark and I won't be doing uh, a hotline league in, in Detroit, but we will be there, both of us. Right, Mark? You're going to be there? I will be there. And so, I accidentally uh, booked a flight with layovers because I wasn't paying attention to what they offered me. Yikes. Yeah, painful. That's, then that, that can take all day, too, because you're going into the future. Like, yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. Nice. I think I land at 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. That's spooky. Uh, my hotel has a sick-ass uh, rooftop bar, so you can come. I don't know where my hotel is, but if I can't get my thing because the, all the right people went to bed by the time I land, I'm coming over. Okay. Sounds good. I might Sweet. have... A guest with me, but okay, fine. Um, cool. More the merrier. Yeah. All right, uh, everyone. Thanks for watching. This has been Hotline League episode. I think it 